Welcome to the Mega Man's podcast with your host, Steven Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. This is episode 228. I have a very, 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 did I say very again? Special guest, the man himself, the incredible Javier. Welcome to Long Beach, baby. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Oh, man, I'm, I'm really stoked to have you. Um, I just want to say there's been people who support you or who support American Cholos and uh, a lot of other platforms, they were DMing me, uh, you know, you got to have this guy, Incredible Javier, on. I was like, really? So I've been doing a little searching, and we were talking about earlier, I, I admire what you're doing, I respect you, because you put a lot of content, and it's like going to Toys R Us. <laughs> what, do I, what do I watch? What do I buy? You know, like, yeah. it's a lot. And the thing is that you're different from everyone else, and... Now I want to see all of these interviews you're doing of people who got out of prison or uh, CYA and all that stuff. Um, I just want to say, like, it's awesome what you do. And um, I just want to, where do I begin? Well, I just want to say, how, how was your day today? I know it's a I'm little doing, I'm doing great. You know, it, uh, early morning, we woke up, uh, me and my wife woke up pretty early today, about 5 a.m. Just ready to, ready to rock and roll, ready to start the day off. Yeah, that's what I did. I, I, I got off work uh, in the morning at 7.30. I went to work at 8 p.m., got off at 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning, power nap, came over here and doing a podcast. That's how I do it, yes, sir. Well, that, yeah, man. Well, I just want to say, man, I, it's an honor, and um, I just want to say welcome to Long Beach. So, um, what do we start off? I just want to start off, um, everyone wants to know uh, where you grew up at, and tell a little bit about yourself. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, uh, I grew up in El Monte, California, mm. San Gabriel Valley. Um, you know, I, you know, I say this over and over, but it's the truth. I grew up in a multi-generational gang family, gotcha, right? Gotcha. So my pops was in the, my pops was from my neighborhood. You know, my step-grandfather, uh, he was from my neighborhood. So all my cousins are from my neighborhood. Well, not all of them, but a lot of my cousins from the neighborhood. So I grew up thinking, you know, this is, this is what it is, right? Like I wanted to be from a gang. I wanted a gang bang. I wanted to be from Florida's. And, um, you know, I eventually did end up gangbanging, going to the California Youth Authority. And wow. it gave me a chance to slow things down, right? When I first got there, I had a kind of like a shitty attitude where I don't give a fuck. I'm going to do whatever. Uh, I'm going to get my ride on. I started reading uh, a little bit. Mm -hmm. And not even because I wanted to read, just because I was bored. I was in lockup. Mm -hmm. I had nothing to fucking do, right? There's nothing really to do in lockup. So I was like, uh, somebody slid me a book, The Four Agreements. Opened up the book and, and said, fucking, really changed my life, changed my perspective a lot. So, you know, after that, I just said, when I get out, I'm not coming back. And uh, it was, you know, it was difficult at times because you had to kind of navigate in there. I can't just be like, oh, that's it, I'm open season now, go ahead and fucking take advantage. Like, nah, I still had to be able to, you know, navigate through the California Youth Authority. Did the, the sheriffs or the police mock you when you're like, hey, I'll see you. You're good. You're going to come back soon. They always do that. Uh, nah, nah. Uh, I got released from YTS in, in Chino, and um, they didn't they didn't say anything, but one of the homies did say, see you in a month, homie. And, uh, <laughs> that fucks with your head, huh? Nah, I just, I, I, I took it as clowning, and I was like, mm -hmm. you ain't going to see me again. It's, it's not here. If I And I, I have seen a lot of homies since then out you know out i've interviewed a lot of them yeah and uh, um unfortunately a lot of homies didn't really get out or they got out from there but went back in a lot of homies passed away so it's unfortunate uh by the time i left the cya at the highest recidivism rate in the state of california i mean in the state and the country 
uh, California had one of the highest recidivism rates, and it was even higher than than the CDC or anything else. Mm -hmm. So CYA had a a recidivism rate of 90%. Nine out of every 10 kids that left YA came back by the time I left. Is it because, like, there there is no family to turn to, no father around? A number of different things. There are a number of different, number of different reasons why. But I know when it has to do, do with the youth authority, a lot of it has to do with the lack of rehabilitation that they provided. Yes. So, uh, basically, we, were, we went in there as youngsters. Uh, CYA is for kids. So, you could do years, though, in there. Years. Wow. So, uh, a lot of us went in there as kids, and basically, they let us run the program. Right? So, mm-hmm. we, we got a kind of uh, be a little we were a little bit more advanced what was the limit what and then you'll uh, get it was uh, basically the youngest in there would be like 12 and the oldest would be 25 that's let you all by the time you're 25 oh wow but they don't really keep everybody together they separate you by like age a lot of times if you're really really young 12 13 14 then they're gonna send you to oh close in uh, stockton if you're I used to live in Modesto back in the day. Yeah, and if you're if you're like uh fifteen, sixteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, they'll probably send you to Nellis and Whittier. If you're sixteen, seventeen, they're gonna probably send you to Basel, Preston. Uh Basel in, in uh Basel Robles, California, Preston and Ion, mm-hmm. all the way up north. Mm-hmm. And then if you're eighteen and over, they got places for you. They got YTS, Chad, Ventura, a lot of places. What about Corcoran? Uh, Corcoran's a, a prison. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. every time when, when I was little, I used to take the Amtrak train. And my mom, we would see uh, people, uh, prisoners would get off. And they would give yeah. them a one-way ticket to L.A. and stuff. And we can just like, oh, shit. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a prison system, CDC. So uh, CYA was separate from CDC at the time. So, yeah, there was a lot of institutions. But the, their 18 and over were like Chad, Ventura, YTS, um, DeWitt Nelson, and then fire camps. Uh, yeah, and over here in Long Beach, you know, they, they don't have it no more. It used to be in Terminal Island. It used to be a maximum security, but now they moved it over here to San Pedro. Yeah. And, you know, we always hear stories of, um, I think I had a while back, um, uh, MC Pancho. He would come on the podcast. Like, yeah, he worked at Longshoreman over there. And he said there was a line you cross, and if you cross that line, because Longshoreman's right there in the the alarm would come on oh shit yeah i was like oh shit you know and everything <laughs> and he would tell me stories and he's like yeah al capone used to be in prison but he used to transfer a lot and, stuff and everything but yeah man but um going to your youtube channel and everything that's the thing there's so much content and um the one thing that i admire the most and i had him on the podcast a while back uh marvelous inc yeah that much that's marvelous very, it's all right there. very intelligent yeah, definitely, definitely. And what I try to do with the YouTube channel is I try to make it like a, a channel. That's why there's a lot of different content. Yeah. Right? So it's not like a, a, me just doing one thing. I try to do a number of different things. Because if you turn on a TV channel, right? Yes. Like That's why I try to model it after. If you turn on the oh. TV channel, you're not going to just see one thing. Right? You're going to be a number of different things, a number of different programs. It's called programming, right? Mm. So you're going to have different programming on. So sometimes you'll have sports. Sometimes you'll have, uh, sometimes you'll have entertainment. Sometimes you'll have news. Uh, so I try to do stuff like that. Go to Sunday. Diff- yeah, different segments. Yeah, so I try to have different segments because I try to treat it like a channel. Yeah. The only difference is it's the one-man show. But not really. I should say one-man show, but I'm the one producing everything. It, it's kind of good because I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, like more like a one-man show as well. And I'm learning as I'm going. Yeah. But I always want that experience. And you know, like with you and Mer- and Gil from America Cholo and West Coast, you know, it's a one man show. I mean, I mean, where West Coast has his family and Gil has some people. But- yeah, and I, I have my wife, and I, the reason why I want to say a one man show is because uh, the guest, 
they they do uh, make the show a lot of the times, right? Uh-huh. If, yeah, there's, there are times where I'm by myself and, you know, I'm doing my own thing. Uh-huh. But when I have guests there, they, they are the ones who really, like, open up and, and allow me to to hear their story uh-huh. and share their story. So that's why I wouldn't really say, like, I messed up by saying a one-man show because it's, it's... But there are... When it comes to production-wise... Yeah, my wife, yeah, she's behind the camera and she'll she'll set it up for me to make sure everything's I, good. Yeah, but other than that, like I'm running everything. It's, it's a motherfucker. Yeah, you got to be a multitasker. Oh yeah, definitely. And that's why a lot of podcasters like, how do you do this? How do you do that? It's like it's the grind. Yeah, definitely. What, what made you? What made you start? Being, I mean, I know you're a YouTuber. Do you see yourself as a YouTuber or do you see yourself as a YouTuber slash podcaster? Uh, I say uh, just more of YouTuber. Really like gotcha. uh, uh, yeah, I really don't have anything on Spotify or Apple. I I try to do it. Uh, what about with audio? You don't have anything with audio where people can just listen. I I had a few segments. The uh, we did have a podcast, the Indigenous Seasons podcast. Uh-huh. But my uh, partner kind of she it's it's a commitment. Yes, right. It, it's it's a commitment. Oh, yeah. So it was difficult. So you know, much love to to Yahira. That's the homegirl right there. Mm-hmm. But she just you know, it, it it takes a lot of time. Yeah. And I had another one, uh, Incredible Javier show on Icon Radio. Uh, but James Adjust, that's my boy too. Love that fool. But it's a commitment. You know what I mean? So it it's a. Uh, I don't really have a lot of time to start a new project like that, and I try to convert everything but it's time consuming like a motherfucker yeah so maybe one day i'll do a few of them and then when you try to convert it and put it on to like a platform like spotify or something they limit it so i would have to, i would have to break it down because some of my my uh uh some of some of the interviews could be up to like three hours oh yeah yeah so it, i would have to cut it in half and it takes a lot of time <gasps> yeah i forgot about that yeah because there's a limit an anchor has a limit of like an hour and a half and i have to cut it like you know yeah because it's like it's too much it, the the file's too big yeah exactly yeah but and the reason why i say that for because a lot of people always ask like hey megan how come you don't have a youtube channel and you know censored and everything but a lot of people who are working overnight longshoremen grocery and everything they have their earphones they're, they're like they'll always listen to audio yeah and they said the reason why i like audio is like when you watch the interview youtube on your phone it eats up your battery more. Ah, I, I didn't even know that. Yeah, so it eats it up. So they say it's every five to ten minutes, you're losing about, what, six or seven percent. Oh, damn. So that's why if your interviews are like three or three, you know, that eats up maybe 30 or 40 percent. And they're like, oh, I got to go back to my car. I got to charge Sorry, it. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I always tell this. Like, if you're going to listen to audio, put your um, your Wi-Fi off, put your light down and stuff, mm-hmm. take, take all the notifications, everything, shut everything else so you can save that battery so you can listen to audio yeah definitely and that's the thing but if i'm gonna listen to youtube i'm gonna stay home and watch it on my ipad and shit yeah yeah there's this i don't even know where to begin but i was uh there's one thing i i, I was listening to last week nasty radio yes sir oh my god i'm sorry to say this babe but you know we were having there is some slow gems you put some and mega man and my lady were like <laughs> put some of that nasty radio <laughs> and that's the thing i like and that's the thing where I always want to hear different types of music, and um, I like I like that. I like that. Yeah, like I, like I said, I want I want to do a channel, right? So mm-hmm. it's it's I treat it like a channel. So I have to have different segments, and it's a different parts of my personality. Mm-hmm. That that's kind of what it is. I'm sharing who I am uh, on YouTube, mm-hmm. right? So that's why I kind of see myself as a as a YouTuber. I know a lot of people don't like that. It, it's corny, whatever. But like it kind of what it is, right? Like I'm, yeah. I'm on YouTube, right? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. I, I share my personality on there and I share different parts of myself. So that's one thing that I love. I'm, I'm a huge music lover. And um, 
I, I said, I'm going to play some music, right? And I'll try to go with the theme every time. We're going to do, like you said, slow jams. We're going to do uh, uh, rock. We did rock uh, the other what? day. Yeah, we I got to check that one yeah, out. Yeah, we did rock. Uh, we, uh, we're going to do uh, like dance music. We're going to do oldies. Uh, we're going to do Chicano rap. We're going to do West Coast rap. We're just different things, right? Uh, uh, New Jack Swing. I've done, done New Dude. Jack Swing. Oh yeah, my so, god, New Jack Swing? Yeah, so so oh I'll, I'll take I'll take requests. And sometimes people will go a little... Like I won't know the songs And they'll go a little Outside of the request But it's cool You know what I mean It's like Because it, it, we're all Trying to have a good time And I'm trying to Uplift people's spirits And music I think does that A lot of the times yeah. So what I'll try to do is uh, Especially if I'm having A shitty day If I'm having a shitty day Then I was like I'm going to go live And I'm going to play some music And that's going to make me It's going to make me feel better And it's, I'm going to vibe with the, with the audience And, and uh, by the time we're done You know we're all Having a good time yeah. YouTube will, will block us And it's pretty funny What? Yeah <laughs> YouTube will shut us down After about an hour and a half and it's pretty funny because everybody's like, it's, it's an ongoing joke that we have. I heard about something because uh, you did the gorditos uh, with Corey. Was it with Corey? Yeah, Corey. And yeah. you guys were talking about like there's a certain time in an hour and ten minutes, and it gets kind of like yeah, they weird. start they start noticing that, that you're playing music and and because uh, of the copyrights. Yeah, copyright. Yeah. Gotcha. But the thing that's kind of weird is they'll let the video stay up. And it's because I'm not getting paid for that. It's, it's not something that I'm monetizing. I don't do it to, to get paid or like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make millions off of this shit. You know, it's like I'm doing it because uh, I just want people to have a, a better day. Yeah. And music, I think, helps a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. So but we have an ongoing joke where when they shut us down because they'll shut down the stream, the video. So you won't be able to see me, but the chat will still be there. Yes. So people will be like, the cops, run, they, they got us. Everybody, let's bounce. Because I, 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 the first time I ever saying like, oh, shit, they shut down the party, YouTube police. And now it's an ongoing thing where everybody's like, oh, shit, they got us. They hit the spot. Oh, and shit. Uh, so, yeah, it's a little little joke we got going on. <laughs> so we, we sometimes we play until until they shut us down. But I'm trying to be more conscious of that because I like doing my outros, right? So I'll keep it to about an hour and a half. Because uh -huh. usually within an hour and a half, they'll, they'll let it slide. Then after that, it's kind of pushing it. Do you, do you get a lot of people who show you love? And the reason why is when these lockdowns happen and people, when you talked about, we'll get into the next topic, you know, a lot of people were looking for hope and inspiration and people are, are dealing with mental awareness and anxiety, depression. And they say, hey, man, incredible, Javier, man, I just want to say thank you for putting that stuff. You just made my fucking day. Does that, that, that gets to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I, I'm, I'm very appreciative of, of the uh, subscribers, uh, the Nasty Crew. That's what we call ourselves. Nasty the, crew. the Nasty Crew, yeah. Okay. I'm very appreciative of the Nasty Crew, uh, my YA babies. They, they will always tell me, like, you know, thank you. I appreciate it, right? And it, it definitely outweighs the hate, like a motherfucker. It definitely does, right? So it makes it worth it because there's times where people will tell me, hey, I was listening to this and it did this for me or, damn, I needed this. Anything. It could be anything that I'm doing, right? Sometimes it's the, the interviews. Damn, fool, this is a dope-ass interview. I, I really appreciate it. Sometimes it could just be me, uh, my, my Wednesday lives. We clown a lot too, right? So so sometimes it'll be that. You ever sometimes have like, a, you ever have like music. a ever have like a roast battle, like talking shit? My boy and I, uh, James and Just again, we had tried another segment uh, oh, for a while. We had it going on for uh, uh, maybe a few weeks, maybe a, a few months actually. Actually, a scumbag Sunday what? where all we would do is just basically roast the shit out of each other oh so you can't say anything with us right like it's like we say we, we treated it like this anything you say can and will be used against you on scumbag Sunday right so it's like <laughs> so it's like you say anything right we're just we're just getting on it, it, it you don't have to say you know, it doesn't have to mean what I interpret it as because that's where I'm taking it right so we sometimes it's just embarrassing shit we've done we'll bring it up 
And uh, it's just, it's sometimes it's fucked up. Like, damn, man, these motherfuckers are roasting me because we we'll have other people coming on. And uh, don't make cartoons of us and all kinds of shit. Yeah, I saw so. that. This sounded like you were like in a fucking jacuzzi. And shit. Oh no, that was a different one. Yeah, but no, this, another homie had a because it was just it's silly shit. He had a, a, a trip at the doctor where basically it seemed like the doctor like raped him and shit, like like with his finger. He was getting a <laughs> prostate exam. He was supposed to get a prostate exam, but it seemed like he got one. Uh-huh. So we bring that up, like, oh, James at the doctor's office, and he likes going to his spot growing up was Dick's Liquor. So he's like, he's going to Dick's Liquor and he's with the doctor. That's really in back of the, that's really, uh, the doctor's office really in back of the Dick's Liquor, right? So we, we clowning all that. And I guess one day I, I was, t- it's stupid, but uh, two cats were, were getting down. They were they, they were handling their business and I didn't want to interrupt, right? Because I was like, oh, let me let them handle their business real quick. I'm going to stay in the car. And they try to say, oh, you're watching the cats? Like, I ain't watching the cats. So now they're like, oh, Javier, the cat lover and all kinds of shit, right? So we just clown each other, whatever, whatever. A cat lover? Yeah, whatever it is. And then homie has a picture of me holding a cat. Uh, one, one thing they had in, in Nellis, YA, when I was there, was a thing called uh, the Grandparents Program, where they brought, like, senior citizens in to mentor us. Oh, wow. But, you know, with delinquent youth that are much more advanced, they took advantage of the situation. And some, some kids that were 16, 17, 18 years old would forge a... Uh, romantic and sexual relations with these with these elder ladies right so uh, we call it like being a participant in the grandparent program so they have a picture uh, a cartoon like a a simpsonized cartoon of me uh hugging a grandma and holding a cat right (laughs) so it's just both worlds yeah so it's just like uh it's just a scumbag sunday we just clown so yeah we we basically roast the shit out of each other for about an hour and a half two hours but uh, again it's uh he had to step away for uh it's because a commitment it's a commitment you know what i mean but we hopefully he'll come back one day and we'll get that shit going again but yeah it's like hey people love that shit too they're like damn you made my sunday so there's a lot of different segments that we have where people just enjoy it right Mm -hmm. and yeah i I do get a lot of uh thanks for that and i always tell them it's you guys because without this i'm just a motherfucker talking into a mic yeah and and it's really the community that that keeps it going i like i like despite you talking about i can i can tell you like you can do a lot of transitions you can be this you can do this the next day and that and it's really hard for people to be that like what am i going to come up with next what how, how am i going to stay original that's yeah. the hardest part how do you deal with that well I, like i said I, I just try to make it a uh, part of part of me i i show i share who i am uh-huh. so i'm not afraid to show who i am yes there's a lot of people who are, are like uh, i gotta be my speed mayor i gotta be uh, intellectual i have to be this it's like i'm a i'm a, I'm a average everyday person right so i'm gonna i'm gonna show people who i am mm-hmm. and i'm gonna share parts of my my personality parts of my life with them and when i do that it's just it's me so there's a lot of things that i've done that uh i know maybe somebody will try to say i'm gonna take part of that i'm gonna take that and i'm like cool people could take whatever they want uh and i i want them to i want us to all win so it doesn't mm-hmm. matter but but for me it's like i do it my way and no one could quite do it how i do it because I'm me, right? And I think it's the same with other people. If they give me a hand or, or if I say I like that, I'm going I'm to bend it to my own way. I'm going to make this my own way. I can't do it how they did it because they're, they're them. Now, I think what a lot of people try to mess up, especially when they're new, is they'll try to sound like somebody else or, or be like somebody else. But I say just, just, be, be, your, yourself. just be yourself. Yeah, be yourself. And there is, there's only one of you. Yeah. Like there's only one person that has your experiences, what you went through. So that's what I try to do. I try to just show different things that I'm interested in. Sometimes it goes off well. Sometimes it won't. The other day I had a live. 
I didn't know what I was going to talk about. It was a Wednesday live, and I see nobody was really saying anything. So I fucking just said, fuck it. Uh, Royal Rumble's coming up. Let's talk about wrestling. Ooh. We had a huge wrestling discussion, and now I'm going to start a new segment called uh, The Nasty Crew Mount Rushmore, where we basically take different... Uh, we're going to start it with wrestlers first. We basically take different uh, songs or athletes or anything, and we do a bracket style. We'll have a panel. And we're going to break it down. Why does this person deserve to go on to, the, to, to Mount Rushmore, right? So we're going to discuss that. And uh, we're going to do the first one with the uh, wrestling, with wrestlers. So who's the Mount Rushmore wrestlers? I have my own, but that's not the Nasty Crew's Mount Rushmore, right? Who's your, who's your, who's your Mount Rushmore? So mine would be Hulk Hogan. Okay. Because uh, mine is based on influence, too, though. So keep that in mind. This yep. is influential. Oh, yeah. Influential. So Hulk Hogan was very influential. I don't think he was a great wrestler, but he is very influential, right? Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yep. The Rock. And Ric Flair, so that that would be that would be my. I got three out of four. I got I, I got, man. I have to pick, man, dude. You got three. I have to say, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, The Rock, and I. I have to say, Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, see, and that's that's the thing. Uh, um, that's a good debate. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that's that you go back and forth with that. Why? Why you think it? Because people have different different reasons for picking the Mount Rushmore, right? So some people will say. Uh, I want this Mount Rushmore because mine is based on style. Mine is based on wrestling ability. Mine is based on uh, uh, overall uh, uh, showmanship. Mine is based on uh, mic skills. So it, it really depends, right? So that's why I'm going to have a, a, a panel and uh, I'm going to get the brackets going and we're going to do a, a Mount Rushmore for, uh, for wrestlers. The only two wrestlers I ever met in my life when I was living in uh, Wilmington, California, Widmas, shouts to Widmas. My mom used to work at Mervyn's over there in uh, Torrance and right next to a Toys R Us, not there no more. And, and then remember, there was no internet back then, so there was newspapers. It was like, hey, Toys R Us, you want to go meet the Bushwrackers? Oh, shit, Luke and, uh, uh, what was it? Luke and, damn, I forgot. Luke yeah. and Butch. Yeah, and Luke I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. And uh, one of my relatives is like, hey, bro, I'm going to take you to go see someone, a wrestler. Like, I seen you always look up to this person. Yeah. And uh, when I met him, I was like, <gasps> I met a uh, million dollar Ted DiBiase. Oh, yeah. Everybody got a price. Everybody's got to pay. That belt, I wanted so bad. The million dollar belt. Hell yeah. yeah that's that's what like, Hey, Virgo, go get my chef. <laughs> you know? But that was, those were the days. You yeah. Know? Like, what about Goldberg? Do you put him on the rush, Mount Rushmore? Uh, I think he had a huge impact, but with the... The ones that I chose, uh, I did it based more on cultural impact uh, outside of wrestling, right? Because outside of wrestling, Hulk Hogan is bigger than life, right? And outside of wrestling, uh, Ric Flair is still being, woo, and people are still like woo! styling, profiling, right? Yeah. And then uh, Steve Austin really uh, took the WWE, which was dying at the time, right? I only met him one time. I think he has a place in El Segundo. Because he, uh, I think he's right next door to uh, El Segundo Brewery. I had a sco- his uh, sto- uh, Steve Austin beer. Oh, that's dope. Delicious. Yeah, yeah. But I, he took the WWE from basically failing as a company, uh, losing to de- losing a lot of ground to WCW, uh, to becoming like huge, huge, and, and save the WWE. And then The Rock is right now. He's he's still a, a megastar. Right, so that's why I did it based off of influence. That's why I chose them. The so Rock was, I like, didn't see that coming. Yeah, so oh no, you could see what every to me it's like everything he said became a catchphrase. 
right? So he's like, The Rock says, is like, what's your name again? It doesn't matter what your name is. There's just all kinds of shit that he would do. They would, they would, uh, and even when he calls out the most electrifying man. You know the video I like when you said it doesn't matter when he did a song with Whitecliff? It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, and he just ha- he has that persona. Yeah, so that's why mine is based off of cultural impact, right? So there's some wrestlers who I think were way better than The Rock and Stone Cold and, and uh, Hulk Hogan. You know, Bret Hart's a great, oh great God. technical wrestler, right? A lot of people yes, have great... Yes, family. Know, yeah, Shawn Michaels is, is a tremendous wrestler. You know, he's the bulldog. Yeah, yeah, you have Eddie Guerrero. Uh, oh my mean? god and then even though he's a piece of shit fucking uh uh chris benoit was a was an extraordinary wrestler but um malenko like, yeah dean malenko dean malenko yeah. no one knows he i remember when i saw him it's like this motherfucker has like 30 40 fucking championship bouts it's like who, who the fuck's this guy man of a thousand hoes yeah so yeah. so it's like uh you you uh like there's different reasons to choose somebody, and that's why I, I, I'm gonna start that segment. Uh, uh, the uh, nasty, nasty crew, Mount Rushmore. Ray, Ray Mysterio. Yeah, Ray Mysterio. He's small. He's a, you mean a, a, a small man among giants? Would right? you Would you do a separate one? Talk about the the like the Latin the Latin luchadors, like. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people ask me about uh, luchadors, but um, and I respect the the cultural aspect of it, but I don't know Spanish. So I could never really get into the storylines because they, they, you know, the one thing that I did like was uh, uh, on El Rey was uh, uh, Lucha Underground. Gotcha. Lucha Underground was real fucking dope. So, uh, but I always like the the style of the luchadores. I like how how they are uh, fast pace. You know, it's just they're high flying and and uh, you know you can see a lot of what they do in uh, Shawn Michaels, like the way he wrestles. Not not quite as as much as them but you can see a lot of what he does and you can see it's influenced by uh, from them mm-hmm. and also i like the mask i like that uh the significance of the mask oh, right because it, once you get that mask yeah. off that's it it's like a power just been like yeah yeah like, I, oh. I love that shit like like how you can take a uh you can take something like that and it is there's a lot of significance in this right this is this is a uh uh fucking like this is a uh forgot the goddamn word but this is you know what you need to protect at all costs right so i love that i i really do i, I love that and um yeah so i wish i knew more about about it from from that aspect i know there are uh like uh mil mascaras yes uh, uh, uh there, there's a who else there, there's a lot of dope ones that, that came through but i like the fact that uh uh i know conan was was huge conan yeah i know he yeah. was he was huge it was the NWO. Yeah, and he was in Mexico before that, yes. and, and you know, and uh, and he, he he was there when that wrestler died. He was there in that. Oh, uh, 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 El hijo de de yeah, perro. He, he was there. Yeah, I, I saw the video. I was like, whoa. Yeah, that's fucked up. And you, you know, I forgot to put as my dark horse for the Mount Rushmore. Andre the Giant. Oh yeah, yeah. He he had a huge cultural impact too. So that's one that could definitely be argued too. Where it's like. Well, Stone Cold did this, so you have to remove one of them, right? Well, because of cultural impact. Stone oh, Cold did this, but did he have as much impact as Andre the Giant, who was basically a, a traveling show by himself? People mm-hmm. wanted to see Andre the Giant, right? So, yeah, so there, there's a huge discussion to, to be had there. Fuck, oh, man. With that, and also, um, someone DM me and say, hey, tell Javier about this. What do you think about Chicano rap? Chicano rap, I, I, I like Chicano rap. Uh, I'm not a, a huge, huge fan. I can't tell you every artist uh, on there, but uh, I do respect Chicano rap. I, I like that, you know, they took parts of the street culture that was uh, unique to us 
and was able to tr- transfer that to, to hip hop, right? Yeah. yeah. So I love that, and uh, I just think that sometimes they separate people too much and say, "Well, that's not Chicano rap." When it's like, but is isn't it though? They're Chicanos and they rap, and I, I don't I don't like when people don't refer to themselves as Chicano rap. That kind of bothers me too, because I, I I also I rap uh, every now and then, right? I see and some people, of your stuff yeah, on Spotify. People ask me, uh, uh, "Are you Chicano rap?" I say, "Yeah, I'm Chicano rap." I might not sound like it, or they're, they're what they think Chicano rap sounds like, but I'm a Chicano and I rap, mm-hmm. right? So I think like Psycho Realm should definitely be considered Psycho uh, Chicano rap. Mm. Uh, I think the Mexicans. Who had a huge impact uh, underground? Yeah, for Long Beach, right here. Yeah, yeah they had a huge uh, underground wow. impact. Uh, big in the underground, wrapped with uh, Chino XL, Exhibit. Wow, with a lot of, yeah, Chino XL. Yeah, with a lot of greats. And I think they should be considered Chicano rap too. And people want to say no, they don't really sound like it though. Like, well, Chino XL, I remember I used to watch him. His videos used to be on Rap City back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what? And he he got down with the Mexicans because they they were dope, the dope as fuck. You know, I man is sinful, the dope as fuck, uh-huh. dope. And um, but people don't really consider them Chicano rap because they had a more of an underground feel. And to me, I think when we start separating ourselves from Chicano rap, we're kind of doing a disservice to it mm-hmm. because we want to show like, nah, Chicanos can be diverse also. So uh, I, I don't know. That's just my take on it. So I, I'll, I'll always support Chicano rap. Uh, that's the thing I always because when um, I'm gonna start being more focused on your channel a lot, but also with uh, Tony H. Shout out to Tony H. from Running Brito. That's what he's trying to do. You know. Yeah, much less Tony H. For sure. He's uh, he's one of those. He's 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 getting out there. And uh, I want to ask you, what made you to start to start a YouTube channel? Well, it had to do with the. Uh, I was on this uh, TV show. And um, it was a it was a trip because uh, during the TV show I had to vlog. Yes, you know I had to I vlog. Those. I, I was those. really uncomfortable with it at first. Really, really, uh, yeah. I, I I grew up on the streets. We're not used to talking to cameras. You can't speak to the cameras, right? I remember one time uh, the Fox Eleven crew came when we were at a party and they said, "Get bounce, get the fuck out of here," right? Like we don't we don't speak to cameras. That's not what we do. And um, anytime something happened, we would just be like, nah, I'm not participating in that. We, we don't do that. So it was really uncomfortable for me to to be on camera and have, like, talk into it. Like, nobody's there. Nobody's watching me, right? Yeah. So, uh, but by the end of it, it was about a three-month three month show. By the end of it, I, I was pretty comfortable with it. So I, uh, um, I fucking... Uh, uh, was used to it and when the show came to an end i was like damn i kind of like doing that and my wife was like you start a youtube channel and i said oh fuck it so i started talking on the the youtube channel don't you just say don't you be like you have your wife you have your lady yeah, yeah. do it You're like, All yeah right, yeah my, my wife was always like do it go for it go for it and it was a trip it started off as just me telling stories about how it was on the show to different things that they left out which was a lot of my my time at YA. They they talked about it a little bit, but they left it out, and that was a huge part of my life that I still hadn't addressed. What what episodes that so I could look it up and it's, check it out? Uh, Revenge Body, um, season season three, episode four. It's called The Fighter. The Fighter. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. So by the time uh, I was done, you know, I started doing shit like that, and then um, I wanted to write a book. Oh wow! Uh, before and I interviewed a lot of people for that book. And um, I remembered one of those interviews. It was the homie Beaver, uh, uh, you know, Young Beavs. And I said, hey, remember I interviewed you for that book? Would you be down to uh, uh, 
do it for my YouTube channel now? He's like, yeah, for sure. So I interviewed Young Beeves and he has a crazy, crazy story. So after that, like people were chipping out on that. And then his story was basically he was outnumbered. It was like everybody against him. Fuck, man. Yeah. So, so he, you know, multiple times where he could have broke. I'm done. Fuck this shit. It's not worth it. But nah, he stood solid to who he is. He stood tall, solid to his neighborhood, and then he's like, "I'm not going out like that, right? No mm-hmm. matter what the obstacles were." You went through a lot. Yeah. That, that was one. That was my first ever interview. Wow. Was was a, a Beaver, and then from there he ended up doing uh, interviews in Hoodstocks on on uh, American Cholo. Yeah. Like he he ended up doing interviews all over the place, right? He's actually huge on TikTok right now, doing it doing it really well. You know, my boy's got talent, and I always said, "This fool has it. He has it. He they has just, that they, Yeah. They just have to see it." Right, uh-huh. so and I, I I always try to tell him every time I talk to him, keep pushing, G. You're gonna do this shit. You uh, you mean you gotta realize your worth. You're gonna do this, and I strongly believe in him. I really do. I think he has a lot of value. Like he he he's to the to the culture. Like people can see like we're more than what they think they are. Like he's a funny funny fucking guy. Do you do you for being a YouTuber and me being a podcaster? I always see like there's something about her, something about him. He has that. Or she has that it factor. Yeah, that's why I always look, and that's why, there, you know, you get a lot of people be like, "Oh, I want to come on your show. Come on, what about me?" But you just don't feel it, or you just go by energy. I I just go by the story. Like, what story are we trying to tell? Right? Like, just let me know the story we're trying to tell. Like you can break it down. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. And if uh, uh if it, sometimes they won't go the way I want them to, and it'll be a trip. Sometimes I'll think like, "Ah, this probably isn't gonna do that well," and it will. But it just depends on the, on the story we're trying to tell, right? Sometimes I'll think, like, uh, this is be, be dope and it won't hit the way I want it to. Mm. So it, it really depends. But uh, um, a lot of the times I do kind of know, like, yeah, this one's, this this is going to be good. It's going to be good. I like the way this is this, this one played out. And just for me, I said to people, what I try to do when I interview people is step back. I'm going to ask them a I've question. Been, I've been trying to do that, too. Yeah, I'm going to ask them a question and I'm going to let them answer it. And if... Based on that, wherever the conversation's going, I'll, I'll interject and I'll try to move them to the conversation I'm trying to have. There's only been a few times where the conversation was completely overtaken by the uh, <laughs> the the the, uh, the guest, and, and you know sometimes I I let them go too far. Also, like they overtalk, they over overtalk. Yeah, it's like they're going whoa. It's like <laughs> they're answering three or four. Like I'm asking one question, they're giving me three or four different stories. What? That are that are like, really like it's going wild, right? Because oh, in order in order to gotcha. tell their yeah in order to tell their story, mm-hmm. and have people appreciate their story, you have to break down the story. Yes, right. So it's like I went to the store, then I jumped on my bike, then I went to the work, then I came home. But it's like, but what happened during all that time, right? So that that's it's it's not where you went or or where where you've been, it's what happened during that journey. Right, so if I were to tell you, like, uh, uh, let's say, oh, the Mexica went from somewhere up north down to Mexico City, and the story, that's not interesting, mm-hmm. right? But why did they do that? Why? What? What was the motivation for them um, building great pyramids in a culture and a place where they shouldn't even have really been? If you think about it, because they made a floating fucking island, right? Yeah. So it's like it's the journey. They, they brought them there and it's the journey uh, until the days where unfortunately the the you know everything was was torn down that was really impactful it's not the fact that they they did it 
right? It's the journey that happened that made them do it and what happened along the way. And that's kind of what I try to do with my interviews. I try to see why. Why did you do that? And then sometimes people will just, just spout out facts. Facts I don't think are as interesting if you don't have the story behind them. Gotcha. Do you, do you focus on a lot more of the culture? You know, like with me, even though I'm Chicano-American and I was born here, um, I don't speak Spanish. And sometimes in a way when, you know, I always tell people, hey, I'm going to go back to school, learn how to speak Spanish. Oh, you'll never be one of us. You're not, you're, you're, you're considered as a coconut. I, and I hate that term. You yeah. know, and it kind of it kind of pushes me away. It's like there's so many clicks, there's so many alliances, which I feel like we're not together. And that's where when Gil with made the video, like, when what's unity? What's mm-hmm. this? You know, and and that's the thing where whatever. If I, I'm not from Mexico because I can't relate, but I am Mexican. You know. Yeah. And that's the thing. I want to re-educate myself and learn about my culture, learn where my family come from. But I guess when you when you have a platform in this, you're gonna have people who are gonna stereotype. You're gonna have people who are gonna hate on you. Like, get the fuck out of here. You're not even yeah. one of us. Yeah. Well, you know, for me, I've uh, I've always my the way I looked at life, and the way, especially uh, uh, when it comes to my identity, is based on just. My dad told me when I was a kid. I remember I was a uh, little kid, and I think it was like Ronald Reagan or somebody was on TV saying, "We're not. Uh, I forgot who it was. We're not a uh, black America. We're not a white America. We're we're America, right?" So and I asked my dad, like, "Hey, I'm not black. I'm not white. Well, what are we? Like, like, what are we?" And my dad says, "Oh, we're Mexican Indians." That's what my dad said. So I, yeah. So I've always identified as indigenous after that yes so so that's uh like me i don't even call myself hispanic latino nothing like that like there's I, so many I, terms yeah, yeah. now I, i'm i'm indigenous right so that that's what i identify as and um so when he said that i've always felt a connection to to indigenous culture so i see i'll call myself a native american before i'll call myself uh, uh, a fucking um a Hispanic. Oh. You know what I mean? So like like I'm indigenous. That that's what I that's what I, I so what I do though, that doesn't mean that I separate myself from people in Mexico. Most people in Mexico have indigenous blood in them. Yes. Right? It's just it's a lot of times they they're think that they're they I mean they believe the colonizers and what they say, right? And I, I took a DNA test it turns out I'm I'm sixty two percent indigenous. This is the majority of my DNA is is indigenous so why would i give myself a european term right eurocentric term so I, I stick to calling myself indigenous so for me i i don't worry when somebody's like you're not this you're not you don't speak spanish fuck about spanish i'm not from spain i'm indigenous you know what i mean so that's the way i look at it the way i look at it is like this people weren't speaking spanish on this continent a thousand years ago but my ancestors were here a thousand years ago right so my roots go way back further than a fucking language that's the way that's the way i look at it so when people try to tell me you're not this you're not that and i'm like i don't need to be what you are i know what i am so first i'm indigenous but i'm also an individual right so for me it's like but well, what tribe are you from i always try to minimize it but what tribe with this and that look at i say look i'm a displaced native i'm a displaced native i'm indigenous my bloodline is indigenous my culture is chicano because i was raised here Right? I was raised here on the streets, Chicano culture. What does Chicano culture represent? Represents a group of people who are ostracized. Oh. They wow. were not wanted by 
uh, by you know the Mexican majority were not wanted by the American majority. Yes. We, we we had to borrow from other cultures and make our own, right? Yeah. So that's that's kind of that's kind of what what I that's what I identify as. I say you what tribe you from? Look look at culturally, I'm Chicano, but race, I'm indigenous. I'm an indigenous American. I'm, I'm, I'm Native American. Yeah. I'm indigenous to Mexico. Yeah. I'm indigenous to the U.S. Right? Like, because my mom is, aside is mainly, uh, they were here before this was the U.S. So they were here when this was Mexico. So that's why, like, I, I'm indigenous to here. I'm indigenous to Mexico. So, like, that's why I, I identify as indigenous. Yeah. My dad, he didn't want, he, he, he's like, don't talk about this. Don't blow it up. This is why. But, I think you should do a, a blood test, you know, because you know you 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 know you're part Jewish. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? I'm not Mexican, you know, like you know you're part Jewish, and I'm like, where did Jewish? Well, I mean, there, were there a lot of Jewish in those in those times in Central America and Mexico? I have to look. I have to look. I always think and wonder, you know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you'll be surprised because uh, I'm not that dark. I'm not like really the way they make a seem, right? Short, dark. Like I, I'm like not, Roma. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm not tall, but I'm I'm not short, right? So uh, I always say like, oh man, maybe I'm gonna come back and my indigenous blood will be like twenty percent or some shit, right? Uh-huh. I always know I had something, but no, I, I I was really happy when it came back. You know, over over fifty percent, sixty two percent of my of my DNA is indigenous DNA. That's good. Yeah, so that's the majority of it. That's the majority of my DNA makeup. What did you? What, what did you? What, which? Uh, which? What uh, website you checked? Your uh, DNA? Ancestry. Ancestry DNA. Okay, I might have to do that. I was, I was thinking about it, like, should, should I do Ancestry? But when uh, when I talk to Marvelous things, like, I don't even trust those. You know, <laughs> like, fuck, man. <laughs> Marvelous, no, yeah, much love to Marvelous. We, we we disagree on a few things, but that's the homie. I, I respect what he does. I, love what I he respect does. his knowledge. And I respect what he what he's trying to do. You know, he's trying to he's trying to bring culture and knowledge to the masses, right? So I, I'm all for it. I've I, had him on several times because it's yeah. like it's like dog. Like I I respect what you're trying to do. I, I love that he's trying to educate people, and he always says, because like even though I disagree with him, I like what he says. Something like don't believe me, research it, right? Like look it up. That's why he always look says it up. Me. Yeah, look it up. Look it up. And uh, uh, sometimes you'll come to a different conclusion than, than, than he would have did. But it, the good thing is that he's putting it out there, right? And the main thing people don't do is ask questions. And he's putting it out there. Ask this question. Ask it, right? It's like, don't just believe everything. Ask. Ask. And that's what Marvelous is trying to do. That's why I've had him on several times. That's the boy. I've, I've had the opportunity to chill with him a few times outside of just that, right? And, and that's the homie. Like, like if he needs anything, I'll always like, Yes, sir. What you need? Gee, I got you, right? Because that, that's that's the homie, and I, and I love what he's trying to do. When when you had Marvelous Inc. on, was there a conversation that it, whatever he said, like it shocked you? Like I can't believe it. Let me let me fact check. Later. Like wow, you like you were shocked. Uh, something the, something like I've you didn't him, know. I've had him on a few times, and uh, when he told me about his story um, growing up, the first interview I did with him, I was really shocked at some of the stuff he went through as a child. Yeah, and. Oh, yeah. and uh, there were some things that he said that I was just like, damn, man. Like, I couldn't imagine as a child. That, uh, Grandpa had to raise him. Yeah, and he, I remember he said that. Uh, and I'm not putting his business out there because no, he, no. he, the, he said this in the interview. Yes. But that uh, one of his stepdads, or, or I don't even stepdad, but somebody his mom was with, uh, basically went psychotic off of some dope and stripped him naked and had them running down the street. They had to run down the street naked, his, his mom and him. Yeah. And uh, I... I didn't see myself as a child. I was asking myself as as 
as an adult, when I asked him this question, I said, were you embarrassed having to run down the street like that? Because I'm thinking a child running naked, right? So I was like, that, that poor child. And he said, I was more concerned about my mom. And I forgot when you're Fuck. a child, when you're a child, you have that unbreakable bond with your parents where you want to protect them no matter what. Even though they're, they're your protectors, you want to protect them. And that was something that really blew me away because it took me back to my childhood where I was like, I remember that fucking feeling. Right? You know, so, we were yeah. so protected with our mom. Like, yeah. hey, leave my mom alone. My dad, too. For me, it was just like my parents. I, I, I would do things. I would lie. I would manipulate situations as a kid to protect my parents. Mm. And, and I remembered that. And uh, when he said that, it brought me back to that. And yeah, that was one thing where I was like, damn, I, I didn't expect that. That was a mind fuck, huh? Yeah. It sure. made, made you think about it for days. Yeah, for sure. And I and I was like, damn, man. And then that's what the thing about my interviews I do. I, I get a lot from 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 all from a lot, all of them. It makes me change my perspective sometimes. Sometimes I'm changed. Like, okay, this is. I, I've seen that. I've had this channel for maybe two and a half years. Really. And and I've seen the growth in myself where my perspective has changed a lot on a lot of different things. I went in there kind of a regular cat, me regular old school homie right, right? Uh, like <laughs> I still thoughtful I think I was I was always thoughtful wanting to wanting to make a difference and uh, mm-hmm. I had a little bit of empathy I did but uh, I think since then I have changed to become a lot more empathetic and uh, um, also uh, um, wanting to explore the human mind the human emotion yes so that's uh, uh, you know that's what I I kind of now I'm looking into it and, and I really want to to figure that out and learn more about it because it's so crazy how certain factors are common amongst our struggle and how until we address those factors you know we won't really see much of a change but i'm seeing it little by little because we're picking it up we're picking it up we're catching up yeah there's a there's a lot of people that don't want to see us win Oh yeah, and there's a lot of people who don't want to see us shine because we are our sleeping giant. Yeah, and that's what well, my channel. One thing I, I've I've added, especially for this year, is called the G Attitude, and it has to do with that. And I say, you know, yeah. we got to take, we got to take. And I actually just released a video uh, today, right now as we speak. It, it's probably airing. Check it out. And uh, um, and that was one thing we were talking about. I was talking about on there. So with the G Attitude, it's just like you have to take what you learn on the streets, and apply that to everyday life. Oof. Because when you're on the streets, enemies are coming for you. Oh, yeah. When in the streets, the cops are coming for you. Oh, yeah. You're going to stay in the house? You nah, you better get your ass out there and get, get your ride on, right? Mm-hmm. And that's like, I don't want people to go turn back to the streets, but I want you to keep that same attitude and apply it to life. Yeah, bills are going to come at you. Always be on right? your toes. Yeah, things, life situations are going to come at you. There's going to be a lot of things coming at you. You can't just lay down and die and be like, I don't bang, homie. Like, nah, fuck no. You better go out there and you better get that shit, right? And one thing that I want Chicanos uh, to, to understand is that people are always like, oh, well, nobody wants to see us win. So who gives a fuck? They don't. So what? So We're going to win. We're going to win. We're going to win. Nobody, and that's one thing I said in my, at my, my episode today, nobody wants to root for somebody who's not a winner. People want to put their their backing behind winners, right? And if you sit there and be like, but what about us? What about us? And I'm not saying that the the odds aren't stacked against you because they are. And that's part of the G attitude, understanding the cards are stacked against me, understanding the system is fucked up, understanding things aren't supposed to go my way, but I don't give a fuck. 
it's going to happen. I'm going to do that shit. Kick that door yeah, down. Yeah, that's the G attitude right there. It's not like, I'm not crying about the system being broken. I understand the system is broken. And I'm not going to go out there and say, well, the system's fine the way. No, fuck no, it isn't. Fuck it's no. It's getting worse. It's meant, it's designed to keep us down. Understand that. But don't be like, oh, well, that's it for us. Like, no, fuck no. It is designed to keep us down. And it's designed to break you. And it wants to break you. And they don't want to see you come up. Maybe they do. I don't know. But I'm going to keep that mindset. They don't want to see me come up. They don't want to see us flourish. But I'm going to fucking go for it anyways. Right? That's the G attitude. And that's, that's what I'm pushing for 2022. The G attitude. Because I don't, I don't care if they don't want to see me win. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to win. Isn't it? Is it? We can just kind of relate the same way like there's people that don't want to see me win it's like how did this fucking podcast blow up how, yeah. how could he got that person how what about me you know like i'm just doing my thing i'm staying in my lane but at the same time are people are gonna say oh man Mega man you're gonna fucking win but at the same time are people as well they want to see us fall yeah and those who want to see you fall that's on them sorry for you it's mm-hmm. not gonna happen it's not gonna happen yeah that's what I say like I don't wish any ill will if somebody wants to see me fail that badly I really hope something changes in their life so that they do they no longer are concerned with what I'm doing right and something happens well for them where they're in a position where they can release that hate where they could be like you know what I got I could win too if he could do it I can do it Right, because I think a lot of the times that's what like, oh, I love my haters and this and that. For me, I feel for them. I feel for people who hate for me, who hate me. Because what is driving that hate? What's fueling that hate? Because I've been that angry individual. Oh yeah, me too. You know, oh, I, yeah. I've been, I've been that guy wanting to fight, right? And and so it's like I'm not gonna go over there and make fun of them or clown them or anything like that. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna wish them well. I'm gonna wish them mm. well so that they can, you know, not have those feelings anymore. There were times where I would just trip on people based on geography, right? You live across the bridge, homie. Fuck you. That's ridiculous, right? Nah, I want to see people. And going back to the first interview I did with homie Beaver, he's my, on the streets, we're considered enemies. I want to see him win. That's my motherfucking boy right there, right? Young Beavs is the boy. And uh, uh, it's ridiculous to think that at one point, we were trying to break each other based off of geography. And I'm not... I'm not downing our neighborhoods. I still got love for my neighborhood because I learned a lot from my neighborhood. My neighborhood taught me who I am a oh, lot yeah. of the way. A oh, lot yeah. of the way. I, I, a lot of what I know, part of that G attitude is because of my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm not. But the things that I chose to do uh, were counterproductive. And, and I understand that. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, right now, we're going to take a break right now and we'll be right back. Yo, what's up everyone, Mega Man. I hope you're liking this episode with my guest, the incredible Javier. If you have time, check out the the episode I done with Tony A the Wizard. Dining with the Wizard episode 16 is out to watch on YouTube. Uh check out episode 227 with my guest uh Ashley is out to listen. Um I'm going to be doing uh more guest appearances. Uh Thursday I'm going to be doing profile pod. Um, I I know everyone's all hey saying hey when are you gonna have Karen from Las Beaches Gummies soon we were soon trust me the episode's gonna be really really good uh, more episodes to come and um, I want to give a special special shout outs and prayers to Freddie from um, the co-host from eighty eight miles per hour um, you know he's going through a lot right now his um, his mom passed away and I just want to give prayers. Um, out to him and to 88 miles per hour everyone follow him follow uh, 88 miles per hour on instagram and um 
one last thing um prayers out to go to, to freddie um but um i want to say this there's been a lot of sc scrutiny of what's been going on with uh with joe rogan and uh you know, I see what goes on in social media and stuff, and everyone's trying to cancel him, or people saying he's doing this, he's fake, he's canceled, he's doing, he's bringing people and all these false narratives and all that. I'm gonna say this, dude, don't believe all that bullshit. You know, um, Joe Rogan to me is an inspiration. He brings good people. He's a very nice guy. You know, when uh, there's a lot of people that just don't like him but those are the people who don't really listen to what joe has to joe rogan has to say um everyone's entitled to their own opinion to me i'm i'm a huge supporter i'm always gonna love joe rogan he's he's he's, he's my inspiration hopefully one day i could ever uh be a, hopefully one day i could be a guest on his podcast but you know i like what he does and you know he's he's getting his podcast out there and um i don't care if people tell me, oh, Mega Man, I'm going to unfollow you because you support Joe Rogan, I can care less about that. The guy's the man. The guy's, he's the man. He brings good people. And um, every time he puts an episode out, I always want to listen. And, you know, he's a very curious person. He likes to ask a lot of questions. You know, I, I like it. I like it. And um, I'm going to support him all the way and, and support whatever he does. All right. I love you guys. Uh, have a blessed week and let's get back to the episode late. And we are back, man. man I'm going to tell you one thing, man. That first segment was fucking fire and it's still going to be fire. And uh, incredible Javier, man. I, dude, okay. I got to get you on for part two. But Appreciate it, G. Oh, dude, I, the first thing I want to talk about, Doug Angel. Yeah. How was that interview? Because I'm going to hear that thing tonight. So Thug Angel, you know, much less to Thug Angel, that's the homegirl right there. She She's really cool. And um, I was surprised that people thought it was uh, such a controversial interview, right? Because her style's a little different. Very different. Yeah, her style's a little different. And people, I guess, were, weren't, there was a lot of negativity coming her way. I don't understand why, though. Like, uh, uh, she was speaking from the mind of an entrepreneur. And that's what I was really trying to show. Like, this is a grinder right here. I can't knock her hustle. I don't care how she gets her, her how she grinds. Because I, I get my money different ways, right? So, uh, it's legally, I, I'm not trying to say anything. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but, but it's like, uh, but I get my money differently. There's, there's times where I'll do different shit. I, I'm going to grind. I'm going to grind to get mine. And I seen this is a, a, a woman who's grinding, who's, who's really doing her thing. And I didn't understand the, the, the hate. I can't control how people feel. I'm not gonna try to, but uh, that was one thing that I was really just like tripping out on. Like, why? Why? I I don't understand it. Just because the way she talks, the way she, the way she conducts herself, it has nothing to do with us, though, right? Like, all she's doing is rapping and grinding. So, uh, yeah. But that was a uh, much love to Thug Angel. I, I didn't understand the the hate that she got. Uh, but people are, are free to express their opinions. That's one thing I try not to do is delete comments on on YouTube. I know people who do. Yeah, yeah, and I, I understand why. I don't know why they do that for Well, it's, I think it's more of a... Sometimes some people, they're not comfortable with it. For me, as long as they're not very disrespectful, like extremely disrespectful, where they're just... People have called me all kinds of shit. I don't give a fuck. YouTube would delete a lot of comments on their own, so I'm not going to add to it, right? Mm -hmm. But if they say something like... Uh, about somebody that's kind of too, too personal, and that person's like, hey, could you delete that comment? I'll do it. I'll do it for them. Or if it's just like, 
I'm gonna kill this person or some shit like that, then it's like, oh yeah, I'll probably delete that. I don't need that on there. But for the most part, I don't, I don't delete, I don't delete comments. So I like, I, 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 I like I when Gil when he, when he has his uh, interviews live. He has haters, and there's always some guy kept on calling, "Oh, you again!" <laughs> yeah, and he's like, he's like, "What? What? Well, I forgot his name, but he was like, he always talks shit. He hangs up, hangs up, hangs up, yeah. and he just laughs. It's just, it's laughing to him." Yeah, I was like, "Gil, aren't you a check? dude." Yeah, yeah, because sometimes you have to remember what you're doing. And yeah, there are times where certain comments will bother me, and but I'm gonna leave them up. Right, I've had I've had comments. You could look. Somebody says you're fake. You're this. You're that. It's like so. Somebody's like I remember seeing him crying on TV, and it happened. Right? Like what? Like what? I'm I'm not gonna be ashamed of who I am, or what I've done. Like oh, I remember this. Like what? What's the context behind? Why was I crying? I was crying because I was talking about my daughter who has uh, you know severe disabilities, and I was worried about if she would you know survive. Mm-hmm. And just oh, wow. the, the thought of that brought me to tears. I was crying because of, uh, of the relationship I had with my father. You know, it was a rough relationship. Mm-hmm. My dad was in his last couple of uh, months of, of living, right? So there, there was there was certain things that they were they were going on, and like, but they don't see that. They just see what they want to say. And even that, I still won't remove those comments. I don't give a fuck because it's yeah, it happened. It happened. So I'm, I'm not embarrassed of who I am. Mm. I'm not embarrassed to express emotions, right? If I'm a fucking human being, yeah. so I'm gonna I'm gonna go through it. So I I could understand why some people maybe they're not mentally prepared for that. For me, I am because I know who I am. I know who I am. So I'm not gonna go and oh, you're this or you're that, and it doesn't Assumptions. yeah, it doesn't bother me. It does not bother me at all. And that's where and that's where, where for me, I always stay true to myself. It's like I don't have nothing to hide. Like that movie Eight Mile where he battled in the end. It's like I'm gonna say so what. I live in a trailer park. So what. And the other opponent is like, I don't have nothing for him because I don't have nothing to hide. Yeah. It is what it is. Exactly. Like, well, what are they going to do? How are they going to break me down? It's not going to happen. Uh-huh. It's not going to happen. I know who I am. I know my foundation. My, my foundation is not a foundation built on sand. Right? My foundation is built on rock. Mm. Right? A strong, solid rock. I got a family behind me. Right? I got my wife. I got my kids. If they respect me, I'm good. If no one else respects me, you know, like there are some people I'm not gonna lie, it would hurt. Like, damn, that would backstab me. But I'll continue to move on. You gotta right? keep on yeah, pushing. I'll continue to move on. But it, well, yeah, there are some times where certain things will hurt. But for the most part, I'm gonna continue moving. I'm gonna continue moving forward because I know who I am and I know what I have. So they can't bring me down with words. I had a hard time with that years ago until I realized. When I was going through some setbacks last year, um, like somewhere in September, and I made a I made a, a, a resolution for 2022, is whatever people I've had on agree with, I had fallouts and everything, don't dwell on it. Yeah. Don't be holding grudges when you see them. Like, hey man, fuck you. Like, whatever. You got to keep on pushing. Yeah. And that's what I've been doing. And to me, since doing that, it's been a huge monkey off my back. Yeah, we, I talk about that a lot of my segments. One of my last segments that I uh, talked about uh, Mental Health Mondays was forgiveness. Mm. And uh, because I thought about it, right? And I, and I said, well, Mental Health Mondays... That's a hard thing yeah, yeah. to talk because some people have grudges and they're, they're very stubborn. I know people. Well, Mental Health Mondays, what I, I try to do different, different things, right? And uh, one thing that I, I, tried, I looked at it and I said, is there a connection between forgiveness and mental health? So I didn't want to just, we're going to talk about forgiveness today. 
but like in what context, right? So I so I looked it up, and it turns out there was. There's definitely uh, people who are more forgiving tend to be healthier, tend to have a better, less anxiety, less Whoa, stress. That is right? so big. So I talked about it on the thing, and I said there are times where we need to forgive people, and not for them, for us, right? You can't you can hold all this animosity, all this hostility. That's just gonna drain you. It's gonna wear you down. It's like you're dragging shit to the finish line. Why? Let go of that shit. Is it necessary? So you think about it. You're trying to go up a mountain, right? Yes. And you're going to need water. Okay? You're going to probably need fuel. You're going to need a gang of shit. But what if somebody's like, but you're going to need this clock radio. You're going to need this. There's all kinds of extra shit. That's the hostility. That's the animosity. That That's the tension. A lot of that shit, you could probably make it up there. You're not going to live up there. You're just climbing to the top of the mountain, right? I need this. I need that. You don't need that. You don't need to take your mattress with you. You don't need to take everything with you. Unload some of that shit. That's and like that movie, uh, Saving Private Ryan, where that guy, he's like a French interpreter. It's like, I'm going to bring my typewriter. I'm going to bring this. Well, you don't need all this. You don't need this. You do need this. Yeah. You need that. Yeah, exactly. And that's when, when we're making our journey through life, we have to understand that certain things we don't need. And animosity and hostility is one of them. Doesn't mean you be a pushover, let everybody scheme on you, or you're the one. Like, nah, fuck no. It's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold my ground. I'm gonna let you know. There's nah. a balance with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, look, I don't like what you did. I forgive you, but I can't fuck with you. Mm. Right? Like, I just can't. Yeah. Like, like the person, like your character and my character don't match. Nothing against you. It's just we don't match. And it is what it is. Yeah. As an adult, as a grown ass man, I'm gonna move forward. We're gonna have to split. Split up here Like this yeah. is Our journeys Are not gonna continue Going moving forward mm-hmm. So you know Sometimes it's just like that Sometimes it's, it's not That you wish ill on them Not that you hate them It's like They try to get over on you Alright Don't let it happen again Right mm-hmm. Separate yourself from that Doesn't mean you have to kill them And I think that my, my main fucking Problem in the past Is I wanted everybody to pay For the rights For the wrongs That they did to me I was gonna I was gonna correct it I, I, was I was the same yeah, way too. I was gonna correct this shit, right? Oh, you trying to do me wrong? Oh, we, we go, we gonna see, we gonna see. Now it's like, dog, calm your motherfucking ego down, right? Like, chill out. And, and I'm way happier person now, way happier. I still got that fire burning inside of me for different things, though. It, it, like the 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 fuel is still there. Use it for something yeah, else. Yeah, more of a positive way now. That's deep, man. That's that's that. There were some situations happened years ago with his other podcast. It was. A little Latino podcast war I mean I'm not going to give this, These two people clouts But there were some situations But uh, you know They said they said I said what I said But you know When you see people's true colors And be like Got it Then when A little bit more years pass by Then you still see They haven't changed a bit And I changed Then he's like Ah good yeah, You the, know Yeah and the best thing to do Is to wish him well that's part of the forgiveness, you know? Like, like, okay, look, I hope you grow out of that because there, there's so much more potential for life and happiness. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Like, I want everybody to be happy. If everybody was happy, we wouldn't have a lot of the turmoil we have. Yeah. Right? So it's like, I want happiness. Why would I want more war? Right? When, when you lose people to the streets, when you lose people to life, like, my, my, my pops passed away from cirrhosis of the liver. There's a lot of pain in his life that he never addressed. Right? Why would I want that for someone else? Right? So I, I want people to do well so they don't have to go through that shit. Yeah. Like the past two years, um, I lost over 29 people because of, you know, grief, anxieties, car accidents, yeah. uh, COVID, you know, suicide, people seeing people jumping off the bridge. 
you know it just i i never seen that before and it was like a mind fuck it it, it really fucks with your head yeah it's it just what do i do i never seen death like that before all my life but seeing all these people die and have a person die on my arms you know it's just yeah that's what i think we, we, we really put life into perspective and start to think like do i want these hostile feelings towards somebody no, I don't want anyone to suffer like that. I don't want anyone. I don't give a fuck if you like me or not. Mm-hmm. I still don't want you to suffer like that. Yeah. And that's where that, that forgiveness comes in, right? So yeah. that's that's what I was talking about. You got to be willing to forgive. And I think the and the one thing that I talked about, the main thing was self-forgiveness. And that was the, the, the toughest thing for people. It's easy to forgive somebody else. Or maybe I'm not saying easy, but it's easier to forgive someone else than it is to forgive you. Mm-hmm. Right? Because we kind of put ourselves on this uh, pedestal. Like, oh, no, not me. Everybody else is no, I'm the good boy. Or, 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 or I'm the bad one. I'm so, I'm so bad. You, you, you can't, you don't know what I've done. It's like, dog, there's been people who have done a lot worse that have been able to forgive themselves. The society has been able to forgive. Second chances. Yeah. It's so hard. It's, like, it's hard to give certain people second chances. Is that he or she still going to be that same person? Yeah. And that's where, to me, I like to observe and study. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, you got to see who they are, see what they're doing. And, and just because I forgive you doesn't mean like, oh, you're welcome back in the pad now. No, 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 no. no, 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 it's no, like, no, no. I forgive you and I wish you well. I do. But, uh, yeah, it's going to take some time for me to see who you are if we indeed are going to, you know, move forward. But, like, a lot of the times if they show me something, then I'm going to believe them. Hell yeah. And show me who you are, I'm going to believe you. Yeah. Why wouldn't I? It's not about all talk. It's about actions. Yeah. And I always live by that, you know. Uh, switching gears, I know there was a recent um, event that happened with a taco vendor. Yeah. And it was going viral, and it was pretty messed up. Uh, that was going on with our own people. W- what did you think when you saw that video? I, I just seen it yesterday, so uh, I don't have too much uh, info on on it. Uh, what I will say is... Uh, um, the homie was tripping and went about it the completely wrong way, and I could. I'm not and, territorial, and, maybe. Yeah, territorial, and I think that a lot of the times when we don't break ourselves out of the mode, and I think it goes back to that G attitude, right? Where it's like they're trying to keep me down, they're trying to take away from me. That's what he kind of see. He took it way personal, right? Instead of saying I gotta elevate myself, right? Because that's what I would have taken. Like, okay, you want competition? All right, we're gonna have to do this. We have to push ourselves to that next level because it, it happens. It happens all the time. There's times where I'll see things that I, I kind of like brought to the forefront, and then people will kind of use that, and they'll be like, oh, "That's cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move. I'm gonna show you why I'm different. I'm gonna show you why I'm unique." And I think what this guy did was uh, not cool. I don't know why he would record that either. Like, I, I don't understand I, it. I think because maybe because he was he was born here, he's trying to Chicano Americans like, "Yeah, you're from Mexico. Get the fuck out. You're not wanted here." You know, like shit like that. And I, and I, I, I don't, I'm not going to say I understand what he did, but I'm going to say I, I understand uh, to a degree where he feels like ostracized and alienated. Going back to what I was saying earlier, how we're never wanted by Americans. We're never wanted by Mexicans uh, from Mexico, Mexican nationals, I should say. Yes. So it's like we're Mexican, but nobody wants us, right? So we feel ostracized. But that doesn't excuse his actions, right? You got I'm telling you, you have to be able to level up. You have to be able to say... No matter who is coming after me, I'm gonna win. I don't give a fuck. There's competition everywhere. Go to the mall. They don't do that shit in the mall. You go to the mall, you know, there's Forever 21, and then there's another store across the street that sells the exact same shit. They ain't going over there fire extinguishing the clothes and shit. You gotta level up. And life isn't fair. 
It isn't. Some people don't want to see you win. Like we were saying earlier. But you, you, you have to be able to fight through that shit. You can't go over there and put yourself in a position where you're going to lose your livelihood now. Right? Now people are like, they're, his, his business is probably done. His business, business is probably done. It's done. Yeah, because what he felt towards another man, right? Like, he's like, oh, you're going to do this. It wasn't even feeling towards another man. It was feeling towards, like, damn, they're going to come after me. They're coming after me. They're, what's going to happen? Dog, you fucked yourself up. You fucked yourself up. Instead of elevating your game, what am I going to do now? That's a great question. I love that question. I love that fucking question. What am I going to do now? Because that forces me to do something else. If we stood the same, we'd all be in diapers right now. Right? We'd be shitting our pants to this day. But no, we, 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 we continue to evolve uh, in life. And if you don't, you're going to be left behind. And unfortunately for this guy, he, he's really fucked his business up. Really? And, and they... He, I think he took off his uh, his Yelp account. Yeah. People can like, oh, you know, he's like, fuck this. Yeah, because you know? and then he filmed it. He did it to himself. So he has no one else to blame, right? Like, like I, I, I don't know his situation. I don't know exactly what he was feeling. I don't know why he did it, but I could tell you this. He could have definitely did it a different way. He didn't. He, he wasn't thinking. Yeah, he's probably upset. And I, and I can only speculate. And what I would speculate uh, is that, you know, he, he thought... Somebody was coming after him. Nobody, you mean, I've, I've worked so hard for this. How are you going to try to take this away from me? They ain't going to try to take it away from you. No matter what, this is a competitive-ass place. Everybody's going to come for you. Be ready. That's all I can say is be ready. Be ready to change. Yeah. Yeah, so if somebody, uh, and I'll tell you, like, there are people who have taken ideas that I have. And I was like, damn, that's fucked up. Like, I had been, I been there. That's I know how it up. is. Because they got, they got more means than I have. Right? They have a better infrastructure built than I have. I'm a motherfucking guy from the bottom up. Right? And that's another thing as, as Chicanos. When people get curious, like, I'm just curious, how do you do this and all that? And they're kind of like trying to be like, trying to memory, like, okay, I'm going to do this and that, but I don't want to make it so obvious that I'm copying them. Then you see it as like, motherfucker. I, even that, that I'll, 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 I'll tell them, I'll teach you the game because you can't do it like I do. And that's the whole thing. But like, do it a different way. Yeah, yeah, yeah do, it, do it differently, yeah. But, uh, and I understand, like, as a Chicano, we don't have infrastructure. Yeah. We don't have a lot of infrastructure, right? There, there's nobody coming to our aid, nobody coming to our defense when something happens to us, right? Nobody crying for us. No, uh, like, we, when's the last, do you, if I want to sell clothes, where, what Chicano-owned store am I going to put them in? Fuck. That's a, right? good, that's a good point. Like, so we don't have the infrastructure. So I can that's see, I can see when people will be mad because it's like, dog, I'm trying to build this up and you're over here trying to bring, but that's the, that's the nature of the game. That's the nature of the game. It's no excuse. They're still Rasa. They're still our people. Just because they're Faisal doesn't mean that they're not us, that they are us, right? And I, I, I hate that separation. Like, I, we're, I, I'm indigenous and so are they. Right, so we had to we had to understand that, and that's no excuse to to rip another man down, because that's just the way it is. Sometimes people will come after you. You just have to keep evolving, and we had to build that infrastructure, right? Yeah. And he could have, uh, you could just you had to build it. You have to build community, a network. We, we're not gonna no, not one person is gonna make it on their own. I'll tell you that right now. Anyone who's like the Rasa has to take it to the next level, jump on my shoulders, I'll take you there. It's not gonna happen, G. We we we, we have to do it collectively. And we have to all support each other when we do it, right? So and that's us. That's that's gonna be hard, but it, I I I feel like people that I know, he says, Mega Man, if you go down this pass, this is gonna be a never-ending battle, like to the day you die. It's like, what are you man trying to say? There's no hope for us to be unity. 
There's no hope for us to be together as one. But we don't need for all of us to be together as one. We just need to build infrastructure. Gotcha. Right? So that's what we really need. We just need opportunities, right? We need our own. We need not, not our, our own like that. And I don't mean it from a segregationist point of view, right? But they're, like I'm saying, we don't have Chicano owned stores, storefronts like that. Or if they do, I don't know, enlighten me. You know what I mean? But I hardly see them. I don't see, like, you could go to a, a fucking East West Bank, right? It's a uh, predominantly Asian bank. Yeah. Do we have anything like that? There's no, you know, there, 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 there's no there's no stuff there's, there's really not a lot of infrastructure that we have i gotta think about yeah. that tonight because i gotta see where's our where's our big boys where's our business yeah yeah and, and who's lending us out we have to build that infrastructure because even if we have those big boys up there is there a ladder to get there right is, is there is there a way to get that way right there, there's no dr dre's or jay-z's for us Right, oh. so we have to build each other up. So that's what we kind of look, look, look up to, like what, like George Lopez, and certain uh, people. I don't even some people we call Marcelo. Ah, fuck that vato, isn't that right? It's like damn, it's like we're always ripping each other down, and there, there's so some of those points are 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 uh, uh, you know uh, valid because there are some things he does that, are, eh. but yeah. at the same time, it's like we have to be able to absorb game, like we were talking about earlier, absorb game and build infrastructure so that it's easier for the next man to come up, yeah. right? That's why, like, when people will call me, and I'm not that one, uh, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back or, or be like, oh, look at how feeding I am. It's not for me, right? But when people call me, I'll lace them up. I'll lace them up because there's an old saying, and I said this on my, my video that I put out today. There's an old saying, the game is to be sold, not to be told. Mm. But what if you don't have the resources or funds to buy that game? Which we don't. What if you don't know who to buy it from? Which we don't then we have to give it out to each other, right? And it's because I'm not selfish because it's not about me. It's about us, right? I want to see us get to that level where we can build each other up. And yeah, we might have some infighting or fuck that lot, or this was this or this was that. Who gives a shit, right? It's about building that infrastructure so that when our kids grow up, people who aren't even born grow up, they have an easier way on their way up than we have. So that's just the way I look at it. And so I don't think we have to worry about everybody being united. I have to worry about us building that infrastructure so that we can get into different places, right? And, um, and, and I think little by little we're doing it. Yeah, like the underground scholars who find ways for people who have been in prison to go back to, uh, go back to, to college, go to college. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are Chicano, mm -hmm. uh, Chicana. So, you know, it just, it takes time. It does take time. Uh, and it, there's going to be a lot of infighting on the way there, but it's not about everybody being together because you can never get everybody together. You, you, that's ridiculous. There's, there's even within different communities that have infrastructure, not everybody's going to use the same thing. So we don't, we're not going to get each other all on the same page, but we have to be able to build so that those wanting to come up will be able to come up. What do you think about when you saw the video with Gil trying to bring Lassa together and unity? It's like, hey, let's come on. It's like, whatever ego, whatever, hey, I hate you, whatever. Leave that shit out of the door. Let's, let's not talk about it. Let's be about it now. Uh, I think that's a, that's a, that's a good, uh, good idea. You know, I, I would, I, there's maybe, there's a lot of people doing podcasts and shit like that. There's been people maybe I haven't had the friendliest of encounters with and I'll still wish them well and I still wish the most success for them mm -hmm. and if they want to work together to empower our people I'm gonna I'm gonna do it mm -hmm. I'm gonna put my motherfucking ego aside yeah I, I'm willing to do it so yeah I I support Gil and Gil will be hearing this I fucking love you the thing I'm a little iffy is is why would you say um if I don't reach a hundred 
100 100k subscribers i'm gonna not do this no more uh, I don't know. I, I can't speak for Gil. Uh, that's the homie right there. He, he, I'm just a little curious yeah, about he, that because it's like, you know, he's doing the best he can, but yeah, he, he puts a lot of good content out and it makes a uh, lot definitely. of sense, you know, but I don't want to see him quit because yeah. when, when he posted that video three days after, that's when all the DMs were coming. Mega Man, you hear what Gil said. If, he, if he's not going to do it anymore, then you have to carry the torch. This podcast or this YouTuber... Whatever we have, there's gonna be. It's gonna be like that. It's gonna be like, well, fuck, game on. Yeah, what I'll say is that everybody's entitled to live their life the way they want to live it, right? Mm -hmm. So if he feels that 100k is gonna secure him the ability to continue to do it, then I, I wish him well in his endeavor, and I hope he gets to that 100k. Yeah. All right. If he feels if he doesn't reach it and he feels well, I'm not, it's not worth my time and my energy. I I understand that 100 percent too because this does take time. Right, like you said, you yeah. didn't, you haven't got no sleep. Right, you've been here. Been here. This, this is this is a de dedication, right? Dedication. But let's say if you get to a point like, damn, I'm not making the progress I want to make, and is it worth it? Then I could understand why you would just step step away. Yeah. So I don't know what Gills why he's doing it, uh, and I hope he he gets to 100k. Yeah. Uh, but what I'll say is he has the right to do what he wants with his life mm -hmm. and for his own mental health and his own well being. Yeah. Like, do what you got to do. Like, like if, if you get there, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. I told, I told, I told Gil in the DMs, like, hey, man, I like, I like what you're fucking doing. I'm going to do whatever I can to support you. I know it, to me, I'll do my best, whatever. If you get, what, 100 or 300 or 400 from me to, you know, for them to subscribe, I did my best. Yeah. But you know what? I'm going to still support you no matter what. If you still do the podcast or not, I'm still going to love you for who you are. I think a, a difficult thing for Gil right now, too, is the fact that we don't have, again, we don't have the infrastructure. He's kind of one of the top guys. Yes, he is. Right? Yes. So it's, who does he go to? You can't go to me. No. Because most of my audience knows him. Yeah. He's not going to get hundreds from me. Right? He can't. Where could he possibly go to within us? So he has to find a way to branch who do you out. See, who do you see? I know you see American Cholo. Who do you all see in 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 our in our people like with their platform is big? Uh, I see in me. I see Tony A. Yeah, Tony A. Hoodstocks, uh, American Cholo, King Nico. King Nico. Yeah, I'm check he's that more out. of a, a, a TikToker. He's a, a half black, half Mexican. King Nico. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's a homie. Uh, I don't know him. Uh, he, I haven't seen him on, on Make the Rounds there, but uh, um, I think those guys, uh, Marvelous, I've been trying to tell him, get your channel, fool. Like, he I needs a channel yeah. or a podcast. Yeah, so uh, Marvelous. Uh, there's, there's, a, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of very intelligent homies out there doing their thing. Uh, Josh uh, Rascal um, from uh, Homie Hangouts, very intelligent cat. You know, so there, there's a, uh, he's a northern, northerner, but he, he's, he, he's very, very intelligent, well-spoken, dope individual. So there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot of people out there who I think can do it, but it's up to us to, to help each other out. But at the same time, we have to build that infrastructure because there's nobody, if you notice, there's nobody out there like, hey, let me do an article with you. Hey, let me do this. LA Times ain't knocking on our door. Not LA Times with the Z. LA Times with the S. They're not knocking on our door. They're not trying to. And I know this because I've been around certain circles where they've interviewed people. And they really didn't have enough to say to me because I was nobody at the time anyway. It's just a regular rapper and shit, right? So what would they have to say to me? But even now, I don't see them doing articles on us. 
and the impacts we're trying to make. If you look at the uh, event that Lucky from Hoodstocks did the other day, right? Like he did a huge event. Is that the one with Dwight Howard? Huh? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. They did a huge event for the community. I didn't see no coverage on that shit. That's true. LA Variety didn't do nothing on that shit, right? So when we try to do something, they they ain't, they, ain't, they ain't trying to hear us. So it makes it difficult. So I could understand why why Gil would be frustrated with that, right? Because it's like, yeah. damn. But at the same time, we do need people to continue to uh, fight, to continue to fight, because there is no infrastructure. And maybe one day we will have somebody who's listening to Mega Man podcast or to uh, uh, American Cholo or to to Hoodstocks and say, I want to be a publisher, right? And that's our fucking way in, right? Like, Bring us to the masses all day today for this past fucking week. I've been just been seeing who's gone wild, who's gone wild, who's gone wild. They released their beer. They're getting out there, the community and stuff. Now, there might be a difference with who's gone wild 50-50. There's going to be people that to support them, and there's going to be people that do not support them. But I see, I know people that I know who know them, and they're changing certain things in 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 that Fools Gone Wild page and stuff mm-hmm. where a lot of the people that I knew is like man I don't like that page why because they're making our people look bad when you when people are going through drug overdose or problems and stuff like that I'll, I'll say this I can't mention who there was a person that their father was posted on that video that's my dad who was going through some drugs going through hard times now what happens if that person is trying to get his life back together yeah. again how he's gonna build that confidence up when you see kids these days like oh i know you're on food's gone wild you're on a sick one like is that like people making fun of him and mocking him or is it he's famous but he's he's gonna be like he's gonna be that person forever yeah so how do you what so it it's i just i don't know yeah so so, i I understand that they they are getting they're, they're huge they are huge i think they're up there with uh uh What's that shit? Uh, uh, World Star. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're like uh, the Chicano version of World Star and shit. And I would, I would hope that in the future, they would start to, you know, branch out and, and extend all the branches to some of us. Right? It's not, it doesn't have, again, it doesn't have to be me. I don't give a fuck, right? It could be Mega Man Podcast. It could be America Cholo, Hoodstock. Somebody bring us up, right? Because... There, there's a lot of, like I said, intelligent homies out there trying to make a positive impact in the community. Try, so, man. and Try. sometimes, like you said, who's the big dog? Maybe that's one of them. And maybe there's pressure we could put on them, like, hey, dog, like you, you're over here trying to represent for us, do something for that's us. That's what America Cholo did. It's like, what do you think about Foods Gone Wild when he had Real West Coast Graffiti, The Hood Santa, Commitment Soldier, and you had Bozo? You know, everyone's gonna have their points of view. Is it good and bad? You know, the yeah. thing is. I know they're going to hear this. I know. I don't give a fuck. The thing is, why do you have other people sticking up for, for, for Food's Gone Wild? And how come the owner is not jumping in? And it's like, this is what this is what I want for my Food's Gone Wild's page. This is, what, this is my vision and all that. Why do you have people speaking for him, but he can't do it himself? Yeah. Yeah, at least yeah, address the community that, that uh, has the criticism of, of you. And I will say that I think that they have done a, a little bit of good where, yeah. and I've said it before, in the past, where you have comedians now who are able to 
be out there now because people are a little bit more comfortable with uh, the Cholo Chicano culture. Yes. Right? Well, before... Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Well, before, it's like, oh, I don't know if I could be around these guys, right? Tupac, Tupac was like that. He was hanging around... Chicano. Yeah, yeah. With- You've always had street motherfuckers do it, but I'm talking about like outside people like uh, you'll have, you know, I'll say like Young Beavs, going back to the homie Young Beavs, oh. he's able to do shows now. In places he wouldn't originally be able to do Because people are more Accepting of him Because they say Okay I guess they could be funny They could be this right So so I I see a lot of that Shouts to him He follows me too I gotta get him on the podcast (laughs) Yeah yeah So uh, I I definitely understand That that, uh, uh, They have done some good In being able to Bring exposure to our to our subculture, right? To, to our cultures, our culture, street culture is what we are. Yes. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, there comes a point where you have to start doing something with that. Yeah. And maybe, you know, there's maybe enough pressure on them that they can start changing things up and say, okay, we, we can still make funny videos, right? But uh, we got to be able to help people. We got to be able to... And they've been doing that. Okay. And, so, and, so and, they've, been, and they've been doing that because I know the, the Hood Santa... Yeah. Uh, Tito, he has a local heart foundations, and they've been doing their best to give out whatever they can for the community and stuff like that. Yeah. And you can always see, so it's it's like, hey. Yeah. See, so think it's so it's like give and take, right? Yeah. So um, I I don't know. I just for that I I don't know too too much about it uh to to really dig deep into it. Yeah. But what I can say is I can see both point of views. I I definitely yeah. could. When it comes to me, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know enough. I'm kind of in the middle right there, right? Where I could see what they do that's well that's good. And uh I could kind of see what the, the, the valid criticism of it. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I don't know enough about it. I would just hope my own personal uh hopes would be that they would help out a lot of the inspire uh, aspiring rappers actors podcasters youtubers they would use their platform to bring them up because that's what i would want to do and that's what tony a is doing i see that but also i don't know maybe fool's community maybe like that but tony a they do tony yeah a with yeah we're already on yeah that's what i'm saying like like you gotta get on his podcast oh i've had tony a on he, he's a uh, i've had him on my show dope interview one of my favorite interviews because uh, <laughs> i grew up listening to uh to that scanus album so that was one of my favorite albums. Uh, I remember back in the day, my two favorite albums were uh, High C Scandalous and uh, WC in the Mad Circle and A Damn Thing Change. Damn! Because so, uh, I grew up around that time, right? So those are my, my two favorite albums. So it was uh, it was an honor to, to interview Tony A. And then I got to ask him some questions that I never thought I'd get the chance to ask about those songs. Were you nervous when you did? Nah, nah. I was. Yeah? Yeah. Nah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really get too, too nervous. He was my, he was my first celebrity guest. And uh, when we did an interview at his, at his place... Uh, he goes by energy too He's like hey Mega Man Chill out here So what I got some I want you to check it out This is a trailer He was already uh, Got done uh, Doing the Vordium documentary Yeah And he did the trailer It was badass And I didn't know He was gonna do a podcast And he said to me I was only gonna do About eight or nine episodes And that was just To promote the documentary Yeah Look where he's at now Yeah And now When you look at The Entrepreneur Magazine Last year was in September his podcast is top three in Los Angeles. I'm telling you. Number five is Profile Pod. I had them. But where's American Cholo? Yeah. yeah. But see, it's, it's, it's a trip, man. So, but, uh, it really hurts. Of, yeah. It really hurts. It just shows I, it. Oh, maybe, maybe Tony. And uh, Tony A is a, is a good guy. He really is because he's one that says, yeah, he wants. He, he keeps wants, it real. He, yeah. he keeps it 100. Yeah, he, he wants to see us win, too. 
he does. He doesn't have to. He has. A, he came up with a hike C, DJ Quick, and all them. Yeah. He could just ride that train if he wants to, mm-hmm. right? But now nah, he coming. He came back for us, and uh, so I, I respect that. And um, that, I think more people should be like that, where you get to a certain point and you're in magazines. He went in magazines as a top podcaster. He didn't stop and say, "Okay, I'm done with you guys now." Let me get other people on here. He'll still get other people on. The other day, I attached an alcoholic. I love the alcoholics. I got to hear that yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, love the alcoholics, right? Ooh. So he still gets those interviews, which are dope as fuck. But yeah. he'll still have somebody who's a aspiring underground artist coming through. And, and I, I think that's dope as fuck. Yeah. So, I mean, I, he interviewed Spice One. So that play, was yeah. a good... A Bozo. Yeah, Bozo. You could... You know, uh, Spice One, Bozo. Uh, fucking... Uh, he had High C on there. So you have them going on with... Uh, lesser known talent that could blow up because of that because they got eyes on them so I, I, I really appreciate that about him I, yeah I, I he had comedian Martin Moreno and he's from Widmas um, I don't really get big headed but I was kind of glad that he invited me on his show it gave me that platform but at the same time it, yeah. it still made me more humble it made the thing it gets a little emotional about this Tony it, Tony A and me were from Widmas Wilmington, California Back in the day, there was a lot of people who were embarrassed to live in Wilmington. It was it's very it's one of the heart of the harbor area. Yeah, and a lot of people were bad mouthing fuck Wilmington, whatever, and this whatever. But they don't understand the struggles in the in the, the you know late nineties. I mean, I'm sorry, like the late eighties, early nineties and stuff. It was really bad. Yeah, and knowing the history, and you know, no one wanted to go. And there's like, well, nothing comes out of Wilmington. But look what Tony is doing. He's bringing all these people to come to Wilmington yeah. to do the podcast. And, and now you see musicians, artists, small businesses. I mean, people just grinding, hustling to get their name out there. Yeah. And that's what I love. And now he's putting Wilmington on the map. Now you see the community, San Pedro, Torrance, like all that Harbor area. Like, fuck, I'm proud to be from Harbor area. Yeah, hell yeah. And I love it. And I, even though I work in San Pedro... I come to fucking that, Long Beach. I that, love it. That's a uh, that's part of what I was talking about earlier when it comes to the Chicano culture, where it's like we are ostracized, we're pushed to the side, right? But this is why we got to continue to build because of people like Tony A that are able to, despite the obstacles against us, make it happen and make people be like, "Yeah, now I could embrace that." Because, like I said in the beginning, everybody wants to back a winner, right? Tony A proved he's winning. He's winning. Why would you not put your money on him? But if there's a small guy out there, he maybe people don't think he's a winner, and maybe he is, or maybe if he quits because things weren't looking well for him or whatever, it could be because things just didn't line up for him. But you have to show people you're a winner. You have to. You have to, despite what everybody says, give a fuck. You have to be a winner because people will only back a winner. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to go to the racetrack and be like, that horse looks kind of skinny. Uh, he looks like he has an eight. I'm gonna back him. I'm gonna put my money on him. Nah, you want it. You want a return on your investment. For a lot of people, they're investing their time into watching, listening, and all that, and they're gonna want to do it to people who are gonna win. They want to do it to people who are, are be like, yeah, I remember. Because you'll see people always hear that shit. Oh, I used to fuck with him when he had a thousand subscribers. I used to fuck with him when when nobody really knew him. Right? You have people who who they come up to you. It's like, man. Man, you inspire me. I'm gonna start my YouTube channel. I'm gonna start doing, man. It's yeah, like, there have times because they're gonna be the next generation. When one day we're not gonna be doing this no more, who's there's gonna be people like, man, I'm gonna write my notes how how Mega Man and Incredible Javier was. I'm like, fuck, man, like because of them, this is where my platform is today because of them. 
Yeah, I've, I've had people uh, even ask me, people who have podcasts and, and, and uh, YouTube channels, hey, how do you do that? Could you, could you lace me up? I'll, I'll lace you up. I'll, I'll do whatever it takes to get you to that next level. Because like I said, I want us to win. Mm. I do want us to win. Uh, if you're a winner, I'm a winner, yeah. right? Just, like I said, help the next man up. That's the only thing I ask. If I ever helped anyone, all I want in return is don't fuck, fuck, don't forget about me. Who gives a shit about me? Help somebody else trying to come up, right? Because like they're, they're, we're still out there, we're still out there. Uh, there's people. The 15-year-old angry me is still out there in those streets. It's just not me anymore. But I'm still out there. If that makes any sense? I totally, yeah. Makes, totally so makes sense. if you could do anything to give that kid an easier trail, an easier journey than I had. I'm all for it, right? And if I help you, that's the only thing I ask, is if somebody like that comes along, help them out. Don't take the game and, and, and absorb that shit and be like, nah, shale. Like, nah, fuck I no. know people who are like that. Yeah, nah. They don't want to help me. Like, no, nah, man, I can't. I even have, a ma- there was a major person um, that I know in the, in the comedy world, I'm not going to mention who, but he's like, nah, man, I can't, I can't help you, man. I can support you, but I'm not going to help you. You're on your own. I was like, fuck See, you. See, but that's like the infrastructure. How are you going to get there? Like I said, and that's why I get mad at that. Uh, that's why I don't think it should apply to us. The game is to be sold, not to be told. Because do we have the currency to pay for that game? Do we? And who are we going to go to for that game? Right? We have to get that game on our own. And why would I sell that shit now? Right? Why would I sell it to to people who don't know how to get there or how to even get it? Right? Like, nah, I'm not going to sell you that shit. I'm going to fucking grace you with that shit. Boom. Here. Ponle. Take that shit. Do something with it. Mm. So that's that's the way I look at it, and I hope everyone else has a similar attitude because that's that's the only way we're gonna win. Like I said, we have to build infrastructure. We have to. Infrastructure. We have to build it, right? We have to sh- uh, build a way for comedians, for actors, for singers, for entertainers, podcasters, YouTubers, whatever, uh, that come from our communities to have an easy easier path there, right? Like. I always say to people like, you want to be the next Joe Rogan? You want to be the next this? I want to be the first me, right? And I want there to be a first, there has to be a first one where people oh, say, where people, uh, like imagine somebody say, damn, I want to be the white mega man. I want to be the black mega man. That's what I want. You know what I mean? I want people to say that instead of being like, do you want to be the next Joe Rogan? Everyone wants to be, but to me, it's like you, that always been my dream. That's uh, that, that could be your dream as well. I mean, we always want to be a guest, but you know that'd be okay. Then people's like, okay, you're asked, you're you're a guest on Joe Rogan. What's next for you? Yeah, it's, you gotta and, do it's, something. Yeah. You gotta do something. I'm not gonna be like, okay, that's it. I'm still gonna keep on doing podcasts. I'm yeah, still does, gonna shine. The world doesn't change overnight. When I went on uh, that that TV show, you know, I fucking uh, um, uh, I had maybe a few hundred more subscribers. Uh, I started my YouTube channel. That shit didn't help blow. Is up. that the one you were sitting on the couch? Yeah. With that lady? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it didn't help blow up my channel. I mean, I, I made the channel afterwards and it didn't blow up like that, you know? So it didn't elevate me to the next level, but it gave me the confidence to start to keep moving. Yeah. And every time I do a new uh, something new, it, it does help, right? Like I went on uh, American Cholo, got some subscribers, went on Hoodstocks, got some subscribers, went on uh, MOD Entertainment, got some subscribers. And it's like, what are you going to do with it though? You're going to blow that shit, right? You're going to... Or, or you're gonna you're gonna make use of it, right? Because yeah. people people hear you, they're gonna say, okay, this this who's kind of dope, but uh, what is he like by himself now? Ooh. So so it's like that's when you have to build it. That's when you have to show people you're a winner. Oh boy, man, that's the thing I'm doing, man. It's like you you could like the people could say, oh Mega Man, 
you know, like you always do other people's podcasts, but what about yours? And you're, you're right. You know, I'm going to be more doing more solos and stuff. And this is going to be the real Mega Man. What you see, what you get. It's raw, un- unfiltered, you know, uncensored. This is whatever I say, whatever I say. If I get good, like, if I get bad reviews, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to be, st- I'm going to stay true to myself. And the bad reviews, a lot of times, uh, if you take out the, your feelings to the bad reviews, sometimes there's, there is some uh, truth or in it so like there will be times where I'll, I'll see something and i'll be like a lot of that is assumptions but i understand why he said this so this is something i need to work on right so it's like you have to be able to separate all that because yeah. for me i want to constantly make myself a better version of myself mm. so how am i going to do that by saying nah everything's good with me no, not everything's going me. No. I'm sure there are tons of things that there's, I could fix. There's flaws I still yeah. need to work on. Yeah, like, there's opportunities know, there. There's a binder I have at the house where I have, these are my strong points, and another binder, these are my weak points. So every time I do a podcast, like this, see, I did one right now we're doing, I looked at my strong points, boom, looked at my weak points, okay, just to make a good, good episode. Yeah, yeah, and you got to keep, keep going on that. Sometimes people will give you criticism that you wouldn't even see, and you'll be like, okay, some of that shit, what he's saying is fucking just bullshit but this point right here made a lot of sense so i'm gonna take that and i'm gonna work on that yes and the next time they can't say that they could probably still say the other shit because they're assholes and they're gonna say whatever they want to say but they can't say that and i fixed that i addressed that uh uh uh. so we're gonna stop right there because i know um we're we're short on time because i know you have to do another interview but i just want to say thank you for coming on the mega man's podcast i really appreciate it do you have any last words or any shout outs Oh, yeah, I just want to shout out uh, the Nasty Crew. Much love to the Nasty Crew. Much love to my Hawaii babies and uh, my wife, uh, kids, family, and just everybody who, you know, shows support and, you know, wants to be a part of a, a next journey. I got a, a cartoon in the works that I'm working on. Ooh. So hopefully that comes in spring and an album I'm working on. I'm hoping that comes out soon. Just waiting on my producer to mix everything and hopefully we get that soon. Hell so, yeah. Uh, yeah, just... Hopefully those come to come to light, I'd say, within the next couple of months. All right. And where can everyone follow you? And where can everyone find your YouTube channel? Uh, YouTube.com slash Incredible Javier. Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram and Facebook at Incredible Javier. And on TikTok, which I got to get more active on. I have a few skits on there, but I got to get more active on that. At Incredible Javi. Uh, they cut off the R. So J-A-V-I-E. It's all good, man. Yeah, Incredible Javi. Uh, but it's Incredible Javier. So it's basically Incredible Javier almost everywhere. Everyone, follow him. Cool guy. This won't be the last time I have you on this podcast. We're going to do a part two. Everyone, please follow him on all platforms. Please rate review on Apple Podcasts for the Mega Man's podcast. Leave me some stars, comment, good, bad, whatever. As long as you're listening, you can find me on Twitter um on instagram at the mega man's podcast uh platforms are coming soon youtube coming soon um patreon are you do you have patreon don't i don't have patreon I'm, you should get one i'm gonna start getting one too uh patreon's in the works facebook everything tiktok other than that incredible javier thank you for coming on the mega man's podcast I appreciate it. thank you for having me oh and shout out to my lady ashley and shout out to my kids gavin alex luna emiliano daddy loves you and all the hardcore podcasters and the hardcore listeners who wanted to have this person on. You got him. Hope you like this episode. Follow him and follow the Mega Man's podcast. We're out, guys. Peace. Late. Peace.